0: You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. We need a change in perspective right now, and I know just the person to help us to do it. And right now, we're obviously, our entire society is going through a time of massive change. And within that change, within that construct, there's going to be challenges, but there's also going to be opportunities. And it's really about where are we putting our attention and to be able to see things through a different filter or through a different lens. And today's guest often sees things through the lens of comedy and bringing light to some of the things that we tend to suppress, the things that we tend to hold in the darkness and helping to bring those things forward so that we can talk about them, so that we can see them through a different perspective, so that we can address some of the issues that might be holding us back. And this guest, he's created an absolute movement. He's created a an entire genre of creating these satirical comedy videos that have just exploded. I'm talking about tens of millions, maybe even a hundred million people at this point have checked out his videos. and he's just such an impactful human being. and I'm just, so grateful to bring his perspective on right now. He's got so many different things to share and to talk about. And even for him as well, this is a strange time because he was traveling and doing comedy shows all over the country, but he had to stop what was, you know, his passion and his gift and the thing that he was just like, really just in his bag, he was in his bag with. And shout out if you don't know what in his bag means, that just means he was in his flow, all right? he was He was in his rhythm. And just like many of us, we've had to reset, pivot, switch things up, change, evolve, adapt. And for us, we had a recording studio. The building is closed currently uh, due to all the shutdowns. And we had to adapt. We had to pivot. And I knew that the messages that we provide here through the Model Health Show were more important than ever. So we got to figure it out. And so we actually decided to set things up here at my place. And it's been an adventure to say the least behind the scenes, figuring out this stuff, managing the traffic, managing, uh, you know, my kids, my, my son, just the other day when we were recording, he was like peeking around the, the, the stairs and he was like, dad, I want to get a snack. And this is not my eight-year-old. This is the 19-year-old, Bro. But these are things you got to adapt to. you know. These are things you got to adapt to. But I've been reveling in the fact of how quickly I can go from taking a shower and being naked to being here with you on camera. It's amazing, like the transition time is so much shorter. It's kind of awkward, I know, but it's a thing. And it's been less time out on the road and traveling and doing all these different things, but it's provided an opportunity to spend more time and study, to spend more time with my family and finding the benefits within a very complex and, and challenging time, you know? So, uh, but for all of us, this is what we need to do is to exercise that muscle and understand that everything is figure outable. And again, that's why I want to bring on our special guest because he has a very powerful and unique expression and teaching opportunity for us to tap into something greater. And speaking of tapping into something greater, for centuries now, ancient Greeks, The Romans, all right, with the togas on everything. And even the ancient Egyptians were all aware of the remarkable healing powers that are found within certain very specific nutritive sources. Now, today we have modern testing methods and technology to be able to test and affirm things that have been known for centuries, things that have been known for thousands of years. We are just affirming through modern science and there's a study published recently in phytotherapy research that found when propolis this is from the bees was applied to cold sores the researchers found that the topical application of propolis not only reduced the amount of this particular herpes virus present in the person's body but also protect the person against future cold sore outbreaks now There's a variety of characters within the herpes family. All right. So, with cold sores, that's one of the viruses. And I believe it's like over 90% of the population has some strain of a variety of the herpes virus. And, but a lot of folks that experience cold sores know that this is a result, it usually comes on as a result of stress. And this is because this virus has a unique ability to hide out in the nervous system. And your body has evolved to. It's incredible immune system capacity, but to not attack your nervous system though. That's one of the kind of like off limits areas for your immune system to go and do their work. And so this virus has the ability to hide out. Propolis is one of the things that's been found to, versus um, a control to accelerate the healing of cold sores and to help to reduce the amount of the virus present in a person's body. That's profound. That's profound to know that. Also, another meta-analysis published in Evidence-Based Complementary and Alternative Medicine found that propolis has antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal, and anti-tumor properties. It's a well-noted immunomodulator that helps the body's resistance to infection to elevate or to be calmed back down if it's hyper-inflammatory uh, or there's an elevated autoimmune response to help to bring that back into check. Also, propolis-treated patients within the study were shown to have reduced incidence and severity of symptoms of asthma and allergies. And yet another study, and this was in the peer-reviewed journal, Antiviral Chemistry and Chemotherapy, revealed that propolis has significant antiviral effects, specifically in reducing viral lung infections. Why? When I hear this, I'm like, why? Why is propolis able to do all these different things? Well, there's over 300 active compounds in propolis. The majority of these compounds are forms of antioxidants, specifically polyphenols that are well-documented to reduce inflammation and fight disease, and even more specifically, polyphenols that have been proven to inhibit the activity of coronaviruses, and this is according to recent data published in the peer-reviewed journal Archives of Virology. Isn't this something we all should know? People need to get access to information like this. We have so many different things at our disposal that we have access to if we become aware of them. And for me, I actually have this cool little propolis spray that I've been using like all, all 2020 already. My kids have it, I give it to my friends. It's one of my favorite things. And I'm not saying it's magical, we're not talking about wizardry here. We I just share the data, but it feels and seems like it's magical in its effects. And the reason that I use this particular propolis spray is that a lot of different bee products are unfortunately contaminated. And this particular company that I get it from, they do third-party testing for 70 plus residues in their products. So we're talking about pervasive offenders, including like stuff like DDT, heavy metals like arsenic, lead, mercury, E. coli, all kinds of other things that are in conventional bee products. So they make sure that none of that stuff is getting into your medicine because as Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And so if you want to get access to this, the propolis spray that I use and my family uses, go to beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash model. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S naturals.com forward slash model. You get 15% off the propolis spray, their incredible superfood honey that I I just love it. I'm just going to be honest. I've got a crush on it. Okay. I'll write write little notes to it. Love, freaking love the incredible honey. And so many other incredible products. They do it with efficacy. They do it with heart. Beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash model for 15% off. Now let's get to the Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled, Sean is the man by PQ Time for Greatness 20. Sean Stevenson brings incredible knowledge, a host of remarkable experiences, and a professional humor that lights up the podcast and makes every second worthwhile.
1: This podcast will teach you something new every single day and leave you even more hungry
0: for knowledge. Thank you, Sean, and the Model Health team. Awesome, thank you so much for that. And thank you for shouting out my team as well. Like we couldn't do any of this if it wasn't for the awesome people behind the scenes helping to make this possible. Uh, And I appreciate you guys because you helped to make this possible as well. And your passion, your insight, your voice matters more than ever. And being able to share what you learn with the people that you love. But of of course, it starts with us, with cultivating these things within ourselves, with us being the model and walking the talk. That's where it starts, but then it can start to bleed out to affect our families, to affect the, the communities around us and affect the world. We all have the capacity Truly, you know about the butterfly effect? Your actions can impact the entire planet. And I don't think, again, that there's a better example of that and that capacity to have an idea, to take an action that impacts the entire world than our special guest today. Our guest today is JP Sears, and he's a conscious comedian, a well-respected coach, author, YouTube superstar. He's gotten awards and world traveler and curious student of life and his work empowers people to live more meaningful lives he's very active with his online videos where he encourages healing and growth through his incredibly funny and entertaining also informative videos which have accumulated well over 400 million views he's also the host of his awesome podcast awaken with jp sears show and he's one of my favorite people on the planet i constantly check in on JP to see what he's up to. I'm right there waiting when he drops a new video. I'm just such a a huge fan of his work and also of his heart and the person that he is. And so we're going to jump into this conversation with my friend, JP Sears. JP, my friend, so grateful for you to come and hang out with us again, man. Man, I am...
1: Glad to be hearing your voice. It feels great. And it's been, I don't know, I think a couple years since we've connected on the show. But obviously, we've been connecting behind the scenes. So, man, feel blessed to be here with you, brother.
0: Oh, man. And so much has changed since that time. I don't know if anything is the same.
1: I mean, <laughs> just, I don't know if anything is. You're living in a different part of the country. The country is a different country. I'm living in a different <laughs> part of the country. Like, I don't
0: know what's what. Oh, man, I feel that so much, man. You know what? One of the big things I got to ask you about this, you're going to be a dad. Yeah. This is happening. How's that feel? It's. It feels uh, so appropriate. It feels
1: solid. Uh, I mean, it's... It exciting, you know, to have to mention that, but my wife right before you and I jumped on, she just got back from her midwife appointment. Yeah. So our little boy Wilder, he will be here uh, allegedly on December 7th. We'll see if he's defiant to the due date, but man, I I'm 39 and having my first child here at this stage of life, where (laughs) I'm going to sound delusional. It feels like I have my life figured out. You know, business is good. I feel so on purpose. Um, I'm sure when I'm 60, I'll be looking back when I'm 39 be like, oh, dude, I had nothing figured out. But certainly compared to earlier in life, I feel so solid with where I'm at. So it just feels so strong going into fatherhood. There aren't fears. It just, it feels like a blessing. I know life is going to change. I'm sure many fears will come up, but man, I'm just so
0: excited about it. Oh man, I'm so happy for you, bro. Really. And parenthood is one of those things that, you know, uh, you can't necessarily prepare for, but you can prepare yourself as a person and that's what you've really done, man. And putting yourself in a position, I want more people to feel like that. You know, because that was definitely not my experience. It was not my story. <laughs> and I was just talking with my son Jordan today, my oldest son's nineteen, and I was sharing with him that the the most difficult condition of the eighteen to twenty two year old is that they truly do believe that they got everything figured out.
1: Man. It, it's ridiculous. I know I did when I was 18, 19, and I, I would imagine each stage of life we get to, we can look back 20 years in hindsight and say the same thing. So you know you you and I, our 60 year old self will look back and laugh. then our 80 year old self will look back at our 60 year old self. And to me, that's a beautiful thing. When we can look back, at when we thought we had it all figured out and be amused, not shameful, but be amused because that means we've grown. Like how depressing would it be to look back at a time when we thought we had it all figured out and be like, oh yeah, I did have it all figured out. Like everything's the same. I haven't learned anything. I haven't oh, grown. Man. Everything's the same. It's like, whoa, man, that, that'd be a depressing
0: life. Absolutely, man. It's, it's a big part of the story. And another thing that we are all growing from, should we choose to acknowledge it, is the changing social, economic, um, everything condition here, not just in our country, but all over the world. And so I just wanna ask you about this personally because prior to the shutdowns, the economic shutdown, the the travel shutdowns, you were all over the place, man. You were traveling, doing comedy shows, you were popping. On yeah. the streets, like on, literally <laughs> on the streets, but now I'm just curious like how has it been adjusting to life as somebody who's doing comedy and creating and and getting on stages with people to kind of being you know doing whatever you're doing now, so first of all, how have you adjusted yeah. and what is it that you're up to right now yeah man you, you know so
1: there has been adjusting i I will acknowledge that and in the first part of the how I adjusted uh, w- was a mindset. You know, I was very clear. I think it was like March uh, 14th when the poop really hit the fan. Things were shut down. Like food was sold out of the stores here. And, and it became evident like, okay, comedy shows are going to be canceled for the next couple months. Like, you know, at the time I was naive enough to think it'd just be a couple months, but that was a big deal. So I I was very deliberate to take a page out of Tony Robbins book with my mindset where I sat down with my wife and I said, I want you to be very clear. I'm going to invite you to jump on the same page with me if it's authentic to you, but I want to be very clear. I am looking for opportunities here. I, I, I could look for catastrophes, we could look for catastrophes, or we can look for opportunities. And, and I think we're going to find what we're looking for. So it's the, the mindset of looking at life as though it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. So with that, that mindset, I like my mind became so curious and it was exciting. It's like, what can I do? Because I don't know what it was, probably 75% of my income at the time was doing live stand-up comedy shows. It's like, well, okay, I got to do something. So the first thing I did was um, I started getting sponsors for my videos, and, and I did something I've never seen anybody do with online videos or YouTube, which is I simply adopted a podcast model of sponsorship where... In the past what I knew didn't work for me is companies paying me to make a comedy video about their product which is really a commercial but we're trying to pass it off to my audience like it's a comedy video. It's it's been a couple of years since I've been willing to do that cuz it creatively feels horrible and I think it does everybody a disservice. But I thought podcasts like I want to do that for my videos. So At the end of videos, I'll have a, hey, this video is brought to you by such and such. Here's why I love them. And, dude, it's serving companies so well. And, you know, I've built up a, I mean, I'm booked a couple months out now for uh, video sponsorships. And I I decided I'm going to move to doing two comedy videos every week, not just one. And, unfortunately, the world we live in right now, the comedy's writing itself. It's not hard to come up with. And the other thing I did for, I think it was nine weeks straight, I did an online live comedy show, um, broadcast that, sold tickets for 10 bucks. And yeah, man, that, so there were, there were some radical changes that. I went through and and just to make it relatable because most people out there could wouldn't their thing isn't like okay I'll get my video sponsored like that's unique to me but what everybody can relate to is looking at the world through the lens of what are the opportunities here and you know I am grateful to say here we are I mean probably six months after the lockdown began in business wise, I'm in a better position than before the lockdown. And there there's of course been challenges along the way. I don't want to pretend like everything's been rosy for me or certainly not the world yet from the business perspective, that's been a, a really powerful mindset to just have in the driver's seat.
0: Yeah, man, that's so powerful. You just use something, and I just talked about this yesterday that the brain, we have this capacity, it's called uh, instinctive elaboration. Whenever you pose your brain a question, it has to find the answers, It's just how yeah. our brains are wired up. And you ask, what are the opportunities? Yeah. Right? When so many people are like, what am I going to do? You know, um, when, is thing, when are things going to be back to quote normal? And it's just really how we direct our minds and we can create things that are better. And even though, it seems like a lot of, as you said, poop is hitting the fans. I think you said poop. Uh, crap, maybe it's crap. Dung, I don't know. I'm watching but my language for the show. I know because my wife said so before we got yes, started. she She's golden us. <laughs> She's the Captain America of us. Language, uh, but the funny thing is when things are in apparent turmoil, when there's a lot of chaos, there's still an underlying order. Like the universe yeah. is just wired up that way but it also creates an opportunity to build something new or better. Yeah. Sometimes we're trying to build an, a, a new structure on top of a, a, of a foundation of, forgive my language, honey, wherever you are, on a, on a foundation of shit. Yeah. And we wonder why it just keeps falling apart, why it's, why it's not working out. Some of these systems that we have in place as a society simply don't work and they've never worked. And we're talking about fix, quote, fixing them. And these are some of the things that you highlight and kind of bring to the surface for all of us. And one of your earliest videos was about believing everything that the media tells you. Yeah. For example, and I just saw a message from somebody who lives in another country and they're just like, "Why are you Americans always going on about what's happening in the news? We don't even watch the news in our country. We know that it's propaganda." You know? And so that what was what was the intention behind that video like what compelled you to to create some content or create some comedy around the fact of like when things like this happen or just in general people get so inundated and consumed with media
1: yeah man you know at the heart of it all in my heart i am such a fan of humanity like i love people like I love people who disagree with me. I love people who agree. I love everything in between. I love people. So I'm a fan of Team Human. Now, I think what uh, unfortunately works against Team Human, and it's always self-inflicted, is when we live in fear. And that, that video, what it's like to believe everything the media tells you, my intention behind it was to help liberate people from their fear. And if a fish doesn't know it's swimming in water, we got to wake it up to realize it's in water and let alone what kind of water it's in. And you know, the late, great Ram Das once said, you can't get out of a jail. You don't know you're in. And, and we're with, what the media tells us, and I'm not here tinfoil hat, conspiracy, like, ah, they're out to get you. I'm here to call a spade a spade and and suggest that the mainstream media, it's fear-mongering. And it's it's a business model. It's, it's not far-fetched, in my opinion, you know, that the headlines, be they spoken or written online in print on your TV, the headlines are meant to evoke a fear response inside of your psyche, and that gets your attention, Because and that's survival reasons. If you're out in the wild, if something is scary, like the bushes move in an like abnormal way, that gets your attention. It's human instinct. We want to focus on what scares us so that we can discertain how to protect ourselves from that scary thing, fight, flight, freeze, whatever the heck it's gonna be. And and thus, the media gets our attention with the scary headlines and like, hey, by the way, it's been three minutes, here's the latest death count. Well, okay, well, now 30 seconds later, here's the updated death, death count. By the way, it's scrolling on the bottom of the screen. So that's coming at us not only 24 seven, but 24 seven, from 360 degrees of angles. How good of a life are we going to live if we're in constant fear that's not in our best interest? Now, I think, it. I'm going to get off my soapbox in a second here, but not yet. I think fear is such a healthy emotion when it serves us. If, If I hear a crash through my window, cool, like, I'm going to be afraid like what's going on. It's going to help alert me to a, a situation that is meaningful and beneficial for me to deal with. But when we are constantly being inundated with fear, because we plug into the source of fear, we're glued to the headlines and getting our news from the news, which I liken to like, that's like getting financial advice from broke people. Then we're, 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 we're always being indoctrinated with fear. That's not actually giving us helpful, meaningful information about how we can live a a better life for ourselves. So with that video and, and probably dozens of videos I've made in the past six months, the intention is to help people realize the jail that they don't know they're in that the jail of fear and, and given that fear is a human emotion and and I think a beneficial human emotion when it's a a fear that serves us, it's, it's one thing to be afraid. It's another thing to view life through the lens of fear and make Mm. decisions from the place of fear. Because we know like in the old examples of, you know, someone yelling fire in an old movie theater, the panic kills more people than the actual fire does. So, I think it's very human of us to be afraid, yet it is perhaps disempowering of us to make decisions from the fear and view our lives and everything else exclusively through the lens of fear. So, yeah, man, I'm doing my best to help people wake up to the fear that they don't know they're swimming in.
0: Oh, man, this is so good, so profound. And you've got so many things. I I just had somebody to... Give me something to write notes with. And I hope other people are taking notes too. But it really made me think about in a different context. And I was pointing this out from the beginning as well. They've literally got a death toll ticker, like a yeah. stock market ticker going 24 7 on the news. Like these aren't even people anymore.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, they're just becoming numbers on the screen. And at the same time, and the thing is, it's 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 not ignoring that this is, that is, but There isn't a counterbalance. They don't have a life toll ticker. They don't have a who survived, which is, you know, at this point, it's over 17 million confirmed cases who who are okay. And almost half of those folks, about 40%, didn't even have any symptoms. So why aren't we talking about that? You don't see the 99.9%
1: survival rate ticker on the screen because uh, that's not part of the business model of mainstream media. And... You know, we can choose to live our lives in love or fear. You know, I think that's pretty black and white. In in any given moment, the choice is ours. And and you have a business model of love. I, I do my best to have a business model of love, not a business model of fear, because, you know, your purpose is to help people. And the mainstream media, I don't think, operates with the same heart set that you do mm. or that i try to so but man you know if, if the sean stevenson news channel was ever a thing, i'm guessing you wouldn't have the death toll ticker you would have the life toll ticker
0: probably <laughs> yeah. i mean and of, but here, this is the thing about both of us is that i same thing you said earlier i'm a big fan of people i love people i believe people are good yeah i believe that people of course can do not so good things especially depending upon where they come from, their conditions, what they've been through. A lot of people, you know, hurt people, hurt people. And so if we can get to the root of like, how do we cultivate and create conditions for really, for the best of humanity to show itself, but we can't do that when we're looking through the lens of fear, like you said, we're gonna start treating people crazy. We're gonna start coming up with elaborate mandates that have people doing the most ridiculous, hurtful things. There's new legislation trying to get passed uh, in, in in a particular state to charge people who don't wear a mask with attempted murder. No kidding. Attempted murder. I, I, I saw
1: that headline. Someone sent it to me. I thought, I thought it was a joke, but yeah. okay. Okay.
0: It's, it's just like how, and of course, like just the, the infighting and my purpose through all of this stuff is like, let's actually focus on what matters most. It's not about necessarily downplaying things and not acknowledging that they exist, but what is the most important thing? And so in the context of the, you know, the Sean Stevenson Good News channel, we can highlight the fact that, yes, we, we have an issue here. We have a problem and talk about that. But we need to look at all the good that's taking place and what's behind the good. What's behind those 17 million people who've contracted this virus who were okay? Yeah. It's, it's, their, it's the role of the immune system. Let's talk about that a little bit more, shall we?
1: Yeah. The, the, the people who, who exercise regularly, who get enough vitamin D and they're outside and sleep well, and therefore they have this, a strong immune system. I'd like to hear more about that too. So I'll, yeah. I'll be tuning in when you start the Sean Stevenson News Channel.
0: You've you got to be anchor man. Yeah. Okay. Or oh, okay. the anchor man.
1: You talk I will be the anchor man. I'll be doing my best Will Ferrell, Ron Burgundy impression the whole time.
0: You just gotta grow your mustache a little thicker. Yeah. And you you'll nail it, man. So I that. see one of the things you mentioned when you were speaking about folks just kind of tuning in and and hanging on every word of the media. Uh you mentioned they're getting jacked in to fear. And as soon as you said that, it made me think about the Matrix.
1: Man, yeah, the but right now, and hopefully never, but we don't have plugs going into the back of our heads like they do on the matrix at the literal level. Um, but we do it to ourselves by like f- holding our phone up to our face for the 45th time during the day to read something that gives us a dopamine hit, it gives us the thrill of fear, yet it doesn't actually help us live better lives. So You know, like if we wanted to use dramatic language, being enslaved to fear, uh, we are enslaving ourselves. I don't want to victimize anybody and suggest anybody is being enslaved by a force outside of themselves. You know, I'm, I'm not talking about like sex trafficking or physical slavery. That's obviously crimes against humanity. I'm talking about the psychological enslavement of fear we do it to ourselves. That's the bad news, but here's the good news. We do it to ourselves. So guess how long it takes to change. Guess who Hmm. has the power to change once they wake up, once we wake up to the jail of fear that we didn't know we're living in. And by the way, like, you know, it's cozy in there. Like it, the the familiar fear becomes cozy. Like, okay, cool. Like I've gotten used to a certain level of fear and that gives me a sense of adrenaline. So I feel alive and then I make it my purpose to always be monitoring and always be the right level of fear. And then like, I talk about how they're doing it to us. So we've get a sense of purpose in it. And I don't think Mm. it's necessarily empowering purpose, but it's a sense of it. So it becomes a familiar, cozy jail cell, and we know, you know, statistically, some people they'll get out of prison, and within a day they're back in prison because it's cozy in there. It's familiar with there. So, just because we learn we're in the jail of fear, that doesn't mean we're automatically gonna get out. No, we've just woken up. The mm. hard part is actually getting out, and I would dare say. It's life transforming to get out of the mindset of fear because if you're not governed by the mindset of fear, I dare say, like now you're governed by the mindset of love and no longer. Can you live your life out of the shoulds, the expectations, that being in the relationships that don't light up your heart and soul, being in the job that, that doesn't light up your heart and soul, being who you think you've always should have been. You can't do that if you're living in the light of love. Mm-hmm. You, you know, truth governs in the land of love. And I know I'm sounding like super cheesy right now, and, and all of this stuff is easier to say than to do, yet uh, I, I believe it's the case.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it's right there. It's tangible. It's it's available for all of us. But it kind of goes back to what we we're talking about. You have to proactively learn these things. You have to practice. Um, I don't know if you saw this headline. This was a major news site. Well, I'll put it up on the video if everybody who's watching on YouTube or where wherever we're not banned. Um, <laughs> if you're, we'll put this up on the screen for you to see. Major website, major brand. And the headline was When it comes to science, you should not be doing your own research. <laughs> Did you see that? I didn't. So, what, what, what was the, the meaning of all that? They're just saying that the scientists, you know, the quote, the scientists, but not, not the other scientists, but these scientists, because you know, of their sides now they know what you should believe yes. and you should not do your own research. Just listen to them. And they're not right. even hiding the stuff, man. They're just basically like, shut up, sit down. We got this. We'll tell you how to feel, what to do, what to believe. Yeah. So it's, it's not even hiding anymore.
1: It, it's not. And you know, that kind of thing, that mindset, those, scientists, or I don't think that's a very scientific thing to say, but call it those scientists over there, man, they have zero power over us unless we let them. Like we have this beautiful thing called the sovereignty of our mind. We have this beautiful thing called like, oh, instead of being afraid to think for myself and afraid that I won't be thinking as well as the scientific authorities, therefore my health will be in more jeopardy or whatever, instead of being afraid of all that, we can actually choose to like think for ourselves. And, and just like the Buddha would have said, you open the show with a powerful thought, question everything. Because like, man, what just, man, I love what you said. What what was that term uh, in the brain about ask questions in order to? Instinctual elaboration. Instinctual elaboration. Man, what makes our minds expand more than asking bigger questions and asking the questions we've never dared ask before?
0: Mm.
1: Instinctual elaboration. Was that right?
0: That's right, dude. I don't
1: know why that's so hard for me to remember. My brain doesn't work right. Instinctual (laughs) elaboration. I love that.
0: Yeah, so powerful, man. And and, you know, I want to share. You just made me think of this. A simple thing for you know your brain to kind of uh, um, to bathe in is this simple question that I ask whenever I see something difficult or challenging: How can I make this awesome?
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: How can I make this awesome if I've got a task in front of me just to bring a little bit more joy, a little bit more passion to something, you know, and just a little minor shift. And when you ask these questions, again, your brain cannot help but to start to go down that track. Um, Another thing that I just kind of alluded to was this taking sides. And I've never, and again, maybe it's just I wasn't paying attention, but I've never seen people be on such polar opposites with things right now and you did an incredible one of my favorite all times videos about the insanity of choosing sides yeah so can you talk about that what, what, what was the message behind that and, and also just a little bit about um how you conveyed it because it was such an awesome video
1: yeah man yeah, well, thank you for that that um man pick a side like dude now we even have like pick a side on the uh, uh Mask. Pick a side on the virus. Pick a side on lockdown. And yup, you're a murderer if you don't wear a mask. And certainly pick a side with everything in politics. And even like, you know, I've heard examples of people going to the doctor who are diagnosed with the coronavirus, and and the they ask their doctor about what's a medication, hydroxychloroquine. That's right. Yeah. I, I I don't know if I ever say that right but but the doctors will say like well okay well, what's your political leaning because now there's pick a side on a freaking medication. Yeah. So that to me is insane because here's how I look at it. Division is what creates suffering. You know, you, hmm. you look at cancer in the body. It's cells that are dividing from the rest of the body behaving differently. So I do believe when we get overly divisive that's cancerous, either very literally cancer in the body or metaphorically cancerous. And and I don't think we're at a point in the world where anybody would say like, you know what our problem is? We have too much unity, you know? <laughs> we just need a little more divisiveness to like, create, you know, get away from the sense of oneness that we're bathing in all the time. No, I, I think we're at the other spectrum where we we have too much divisiveness through pick a side, which just means division, 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 separation, and then, by the way, get angry and hate the other side. Like, you know, how's that poison go down that you think is gonna hurt them that's in your body? I think we need more unity. So I made this video where uh, I'm speaking to the camera, But then I've got two alter egos, one in a blue shirt, one in a red shirt. And uh, each side is demanding that we pick their side. And as I portray in the video, each side has the exact same patterns that they use to try to convince you. In other words, each side is the same, just the opposite polarity. But the same energy spectrum just opposite sides of the polarity. And and man, in the video, I, I think I conclude something along the lines of the idea that we need to pick a side is an idea that we don't have to buy into anymore. I think the old way is pick a side. Where do you stand? You know, certainly at times for physical protection and safety, like pick a side. You need that for protection, but I think the new way is letting go of the idea that we have to pick a side for everything and realize that uh, everyone is what we choose. You know, I make the conclusion of like pick a side, like no, I pick humanity and I don't hmm. see any of it on either side. But I think there's a hypnotic trance that happens When it's just, there's like this presupposition and everything that the politicians and now the politicized medical world, the politicized scientific world for crying out loud, there is this hypnotic presupposition in there that entices us to believe we need to pick a side, choose between two horrible choices. Mm. And in the video, I make a, I I mean, it's a pretty stark analogy But I asked the viewer a question, if you had to choose between having a serial killer and a rapist babysit your child, which would you choose? Now, I think only an insane person would choose between those two Hmm. terrible choices. A, A sane person who's operating out of the sovereignty of their own self would probably choose a third option. (laughs) which wouldn't have anything to do with those two terrible choices. Their third option would be, I won't have a babysitter or I'll have someone who I love and trust babysit my children. So I think the enticement is to buy into this idea that these two terrible choices, which are all fueled by anger and, I mean, it seems like we're getting to a lot of hate now as well. Just, I, I think it's a hypnotic trance that, we only have two choices and that we need to pick between two choices.
0: Yeah, so profound. You know, it's just, it, you're, you're so right, man. It's either, it's, it's this kind of black or white, but then we forget, isn't there like, was it 50 Shades of Grey? Yeah, yeah. That's getting some freaky stuff, but. <laughs> it, and the old, you know, exercise, expand the brain.
1: What else might be an option? What if we ask that question?
0: Yeah. Oh, so good, so good. Listen, uh, I wanna talk to you about what how how you're keeping your yourself sane, fit, and healthy. And I wanna ask you about censorship. There's so many things I wanna talk to you about, but we're gonna do that right after this quick break. So sit tight, we'll be right back. Today, we're in the midst of a new revolution with our understanding of food. We used to just be focused on this macronutrient paradigm, proteins, fats, carbohydrates. Carbohydrates and proteins got a pretty good name, but fats were drug through the mud. Why is that? Because it's called fat, all right? The name implies something different than the other two. Because when we hear the word fat, we think about fat on our bodies. Fat in food and fat in our bodies are two totally different things. And it's like thinking, if I eat blueberries, I'm going to turn blue, when you think that eating fat is going to turn you fat. It just doesn't work like that. And any of those three macronutrients can actually put fat on your body if you eat too much or the wrong types. Healthy fats, which I'm proposing that we start to call lipids or even energy, are incredibly important for every single function in your body. Your cells, every single cell in your body, we have upwards of 100 trillion cells that make you up, require fats to just maintain the integrity of your cell membranes. We're talking about the thing that holds your cells together and enables your cells to communicate very important. Also your brain. Your brain is mostly fat and water. This is why fats are so important. When you're deficient in fats, especially the right kinds of fats, you can see some big issues. So in order to address that, some of my favorite things today are MCT oils. And specifically, if we look at emulsified MCT oils that actually taste amazing. And these are medium chain triglyceride oils that are extracted from things like coconut or palm. And these medium chain triglycerides have a thermogenic effect on the body, which means they are able to positively alter your metabolism, all right? That's number one, thermogenic effect from MCT oils, positively altering your metabolism. Number two, MCTs are more easily absorbed by your cells. So unlike conventional food of any type that has to go through a pretty arduous process of digestion, turning that food stuff into you stuff, MCTs are able to go directly to your cells and provide almost instant energy. And number three, MCT oils are very protective of your microbiome. There's so much research today about the importance of having a healthy microbiome and the integrity of our gut. MCT oils are one of those things that help to support that because they're especially effective at combating viruses parasites, bacteria. There's so much goodness that is able to be found in these MCT oils, but you wanna get the good stuff. And for me, that's why I go to onit.com forward slash model. That's O-N-N-I-T.com forward slash M-O-D-E-L to get the emulsified MCT oils, which is like a coffee creamer. These are great to add to your coffees and teas, smoothies and things like that to get in a little bit of extra flavor, plus all the benefits of MCT oils. They're easy to stir, so you don't have to throw everything into a blender just to get a nice coffee drink, but also they taste good and they make the process of being healthy, fun and enjoyable. So head over, check them out. They've got vanilla, coconut, cinnamon swirl, and strawberry. It's one of my favorites. So go to onnit.com forward slash model for 10% off your entire purchase, not just for the MCT oil, but all of the health and human performance supplements that Onnit carries and all of their fitness equipment, gear, and so much other cool stuff, all right? Head over there, check them out, onnit.com forward slash model. Now back to the show. All right, we're back and we're talking with living legend pioneer trendsetter JP Sears and JP my wife even before we got started she was just sharing with you that uh you've implanted ideas and ways of thinking and terminology and expression that we even use within our household no, and so and through the through the voice of comedy and it's just such a such a gift and I text you a few days ago because a friend of a of my wife was asking her is like have you guys seen v for vendetta yeah and i was like yeah you know i saw it maybe when it came out like 15 years ago and i was just ah! it just washed over me sure. it was like it, it didn't have any kind of visceral connection to it and we set, we just clicked play we just decided to watch it and i s- stopped in the middle of the of the movie i rec- went back i recorded a slice of it and sent it to you i immediately thought about you because there was a scene where a certain character did a parody of what was happening in the world and the 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 confidence that he had to evoke and also the fact that he said something along the lines of and she you know the main character Natalie Portman, shout out to Natalie Portman. Man. I mean the range. But yeah. she asked him, Do you think everything is funny? And he said only the things that are most important. Yeah. And just to kind of paraphrase what he said, and you are that for so many of us today. And I just want to thank you for that. Oh, amazing. And, Thank you. And you had just recently watched it again wow. yourself, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, two weeks ago, my wife and I watched it. And it is, <laughs> man, I just get goosebumps. It is startling how parallel that movie is with what's going on in our world today With censorship, civil civil liberties being taken away, and you know there there's forces that want to erode away more of them. Just that movie, it's like, is is this a crystal ball? And to the best of my knowledge, that movie was released in 2005. Yet the the year that the movie takes place, the story within the movie is 2020. And in the movie, there's a virus. There's all the the media mind control. There's huge censorship. There is taking away of civil liberties for your protection. Mm. It is just... Man, it, it's awakening. It really is.
0: Yeah. Oh, perfect segue. Awakening with JP. That's... <laughs> That's the podcast, so everybody make sure to check out JP's podcast as well. Um, so, but speaking of your podcast, you just did a, a show talking about your, one of your videos got censored. Yeah. We're, we're, we're brothers now in censorship. I didn't even know that I could put together 50 peer-reviewed studies and and communicate this vital information for people that something like that would be even controversial. I didn't even know that that would be controversial. For the vast majority of people, it's not. They just want to know. Yeah. And being censored on YouTube and Facebook, Instagram, all of those places after we had almost a million people watched it and wow. it was like just took off because there's a thread of like importance and truth within it. And But there's some something strange happening right now where these voices can be heard, but these can't. Yeah. You can have this message, but you can't have that message. And I just want to talk to you about that because you did a video. So first of all, what happened, yeah. and how do you feel about it?
1: Yeah, the, the so I, it was just what was it last week? I put out a video called the COVID conspiracy, uh, COVID conspiracy theory guy, and. Anyway, that video was on YouTube for less than a day and it was banned, removed, censored and for the elaborate reason of it violated community guidelines. It, so uh, but the bottom line is it it gave voice in a comedic sarcastic way to alternative thought on what's going on with COVID, Bill Gates vaccines, uh, you know, Certainly everything I put into that video isn't my personal belief. Uh, I mean, some is, but it was more about expressing the, the comedy of extreme thought and about everything that comes up. So, yeah, it was banned. And, dude, it woke up a, a freaking lion in me. It, it, I, I felt pissed off. And, and I felt so inspired to crusade for humanity on freedom of speech. Now, my anger and inspiration, which by the way, I'm glad both of those came up with a lot of voltage, that it's not about my video getting taken down. Like that video, it's like, whatever, it's just a video. It doesn't matter. Like if they took all my videos down, it doesn't really matter, even though it would bum me out. But the anger and the inspiration, it's more on behalf of humanity. Because I mentioned earlier, dude, I'm such a fan of people. And this is happening to other people. The thing is, it just wasn't personal enough for me to take action. I'd known about it, been interested, I've been staying informed, but I wasn't in action. So I am glad I got censored because now I'm into the realm of action on it. So yeah, man, it it really pissed me off, and and I knew that one of the first things I needed to do was start talking about it to raise awareness because a lot of people don't know what's going on, and then there's another ring of people they hear murmurs of like it going on, but you know, it's like whatever, like you know, it doesn't really hit home for them. They don't know how big of a deal it is, so. I right away wanted to start talking about it with my audience and man, it's just in the Facebook post alone, I made about it just like a simple text post that had an organic reach of two and a half million people. And what I saw is, man, so many people are concerned about this. It's like this is the one thing that I have seen no division on. Maybe there, I'm sure there's some division, but it's just this stark unification of people coming together saying, yes, our freedom of speech and our civil liberties, that matters. That yeah. really matters. So, yeah, man, it's, uh, I mean, I feel like they've kicked a hornet's nest. I, um, and I shared this in a, a post and I know you sent me a personal message about it, which I was very touched by your message. Yet, I do want to share, I've had good fortune through hard work and a lot of people around the world supporting my work to build quite an online empire of videos and and that's, you know, largely affords me to earn a nice living. Now, I won't remain silent and and I won't become a doormat and allow uh, on my watch our freedom of speech to continue to be eroded away out of fear of losing my online empire, of being deplatformed. I won't. I would much rather have to feed my family by picking up cans on the side of the road while being able to speak my truth rather than keep myself enslaved out of fear of quote unquote losing it all. Because I know, I personally believe if we surrender our freedom of thought and freedom of speech, damn it, we've already lost it all.
0: Yeah, man. I love you. I absolutely love you, man. And you know, this is something that I'm kind of, well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. And I've been a little bit, I've gone through waves of disappointment with the response of the the community, my colleagues, this profession mm-hmm. that I'm in, that I've been in for 18 years, of people standing up, and I've had several people message me or you know say something to the side of like, Sean, thank you so much for what you're doing. I would be saying something, but I'm just you know I'm be honest, I'm just scared of the blowback, yeah. you know. And I feel this that what you just described is the exact sentiment that I carry because my life. If I want to, I can operate in a bubble, uh, a, a, a bubble of glory, you know, because I, I'm from East St. Louis, Missouri, Ferguson, Missouri. And what I came up around, what I saw growing up, the environment that I came from and where I am today, I could just coast. Yeah. I don't have to say shit. I don't have to say anything right now. I could be just talking about, you know, here's five fat loss tips or <laughs> here's, you know, you could... Booster testosterone with three easy steps. I could do that. I can absolutely do that. And I could do it with the best of them. I could do it in a way that is impactful, that's valuable, but this is what matters yeah. right now. We're writing the future of our society. And this is a time to speak up and to stand up because this is happening right now, whether you want it to or not. And what's really going to be for me, and I love, it's so funny. I've been this is one of those things. I'm a, I'm a scientist, but there's things you just can't explain. And for whatever reason, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Malcolm Gladwell, but I've never read any of his books of of the hundreds of books that I've read. Um, I've never read any of his books. I've listened to his podcasts, or, you know, um, watch some of his talks or interviews. I was like, man, I like this guy. I, For whatever reason, I felt compelled to read his books right now. Hmm. And I read... Um, outliers yeah. had a huge impact on the thinking and some of the things that went into the shows. Right now I'm reading Tipping Point. And in it, he starts off with the example of how pandemics happen. No kidding. How, I, how literal, you know, uh, viral pandemics and also the pandemics and, and viral spread of ideas. Hmm. And I'm just like reveling in this moment of like, and here's one of the secrets and why I brought this up is that the Tipping Point and this is something I've been working to reaffirm with everybody is that I truly do believe that logic, rationality, and true understanding of our fellow human beings is going to become self-evident. Logic is gonna rise yeah. and become self-evident. And a lot of people who are just like going against this rationality is gonna be like, oh, I knew it the whole time. I truly do feel that that is, it, it is within our, within our reach and within our future. And it doesn't take a majority of people to do it, but there is a tipping point that has to take place. Mm. And I think that part of reaching that tipping point isn't just the number of people, it's the power in which we do it. Mm. It's the power of the people who actually stand up, how they articulate it, and the truth that they're coming from, You know, the place it is coming from. And so you're one of those people, I'm so grateful for you, being on the planet right now. I really feel like you were born for this moment. And Wilder is coming along at this moment as well. You know, pandemic. You know, he's a 2020, well, is that? Tw- yeah, 2020 baby. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be a hell of a story to share. But, you know, through all of this, man, I'm I'm curious, how have you been able to maintain your sense of, of groundedness with all, even again, just the pissosity of what happened and taking care of yourself? You got some of your best videos of like how to stay healthy. The only way to stay healthy in 2020, forget working out, you know, social distancing is gonna build more muscles yeah. than you, you know, getting yeah. out and doing push-ups. <laughs> so what are you doing to keep yourself grounded, to stay healthy, to st- to stay JP?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've just peeled myself off the couch after being sedentary for 30 years, put on a mask. So now I'm in stellar health. Now, um, you know, a a couple things. Number one is, I mean, it's at the psychological realm, but it's, man, everything stems from there in my opinion, but that that's to stay rooted in my purpose and devoted to my purpose. Like from an archetypal perspective, like the King energy, being the best servant to the crown that I serve and the crown represents the higher purpose. So, um, yeah, do my best to serve my purpose. And then from there, man, I am fortunate. I, I I don't work out in gyms unless I'm traveling. I, I just love the solitude of doing things on my own. So I've had my garage, you know, decked out with my workout equipment. So with all the gyms closing down, I haven't missed a beat. I've just been happily working out alone in my garage, uh, this. And
0: by, I got to jump in here. You also have a video on the gyms closing and the new regulations. We'll put all of this in the show notes for everybody, but what is in your gym? What kind of equipment do you got? You got the, you got some of those, uh, steel clubs and maces.
1: Yep. I've got, you know, the on it, uh, steel maces and a ton of kettlebells and you know, it's pretty, pretty simple. Then I've got a squat rack with a pull-up bar barbell and then, uh, you know, adjustable dumbbell set. And, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And, and I love it. I love keeping it simple and uh, keeping a lot of functional movements in there and yeah, making myself sweat. So along with workouts, you know, I've uh, typically eating pretty clean all the time. And then, man, I've also noticed sleep for me has been huge. I've, uh, there was uh, maybe about a month ago i started really noticing like man i'm i'm just more tired than i should be and and i started realizing like i'm going to bed about 11 and i had been rationalizing it like well it's summertime the sun's out later and but man once i started going to bed by 10 sometimes 9:30 on a good day i just noticed like that's just an hour earlier but my energy the next day is exponentially better so even though i had been conscious of sleep. I became more conscious of sleep and man. And then, you know, another thing that I don't think can be underrated for health and, and that's socializing. And like, you know, if you got to freak out about social distancing, like cool, freak out. Like yeah, I'm not going to own that, but hanging out with friends. Cause I haven't been, I've been on a plane once in the past five or six months. So I've been home more than I ever have been. So that means I've been able to not only hang out with friends, but form new friends that are like now like super close friends. And so that has been very enlivening for, uh, I think my health on many levels as well.
0: Awesome, man. So good. So good. Well, JP, um, it's always enlightening to talk to you and Th- Again, thank you so much for sharing your gift, and I just can't wait. We we're all standing by to see what you create, and you've got something up on the wall behind you. Yes. And if people are watching on YouTube or hashtag wherever we're not banned, <laughs> uh, it says it says straight reality to. There's like a dot 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 and the an arrow pointing to comedic reality. Yeah. Can you talk about what that means? Yeah, you know, this is just a, a simple comedic formula
1: that I tend to operate by. And I, I just put it on paper a little while ago because I'm working on a, a actually a, a YouTube course teaching uh, people who are out there to make a difference, how to grow a massive online video presence so they can touch more lives faster. But anyway, so I put this on paper and basically what it means. So you have the straight reality things the way they seem to be. And then the comedic reality is looking at things in a bent way, a comedic way, a a different than the normal reality that we subscribe to. So it it almost creates that brain expanding question when, when we ask like, how could this be different? Or how might this be different? If I was just fantasizing a different reality than the reality now, then once you have those two parts of the equation, straight reality or normal reality and then the comedic reality the bigger the gap is the funnier it's going to be so that that gap the space between normal reality and the comedic reality that's portrayed on the video or the joke the bigger the gap the funnier it is that's where the the comedy is you know it, to contrast that it's like if if i just told you uh, about a normal reality like you know, Sean, this morning I made coffee and then I checked the mail. It's not very funny because there, there's no gap, but if I, I portrayed a story for you where, you know, oh, I made my coffee and then on the way out to the, to get, um, uh, my mail, I, you know, I saw like 49 people die of the coronavirus right there, even though that wouldn't really be funny, but we start to approach a comedic <laughs> reality because it's very different than what we would normally expect. So anyway, long story short, that's what that, that
0: all means. That's genius. And that's what genius does. You know, it's, it's, it can be tough because some of these things I'm sure you just do, we're doing them on automatic. Yeah. And so now with you teaching other people, it's like, okay, how does my brain work? How, does, how do I see things so I can describe this so other people can kind of tap into the superpower?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, any, anybody can do it. And, and the reason why I want to teach, you know, like I I don't know what I'll call it, but a how to be funny segment in the, the online video accelerator program I'll put together is if, if you can have something be even a little bit funny, it becomes way more magnetic. Because nobody, information isn't emotionally provoking and information without emotion barely, barely is retained. And it sure as hell isn't shareable online. But if you have great information and you can evoke a little bit of funniness, I'm not even talking about being a comedian. I'm talking about just a little bit of funniness that makes your good information way more magnetic for people. So you're going to reach more people faster. And the cool thing is like, everybody has a sense of humor. Like just like everybody has a sense of smell, sense of taste. We have a sense of humor and we can, when we learn about it, when we learn like the the science of humor and then meet that with our personal experience, then we have the science and art of humor and we can, you know, more willfully make things funny on purpose when we understand and exercise our unique sense of humor.
0: Wow. You just dropped that huge knowledge bomb on us. We have a sixth sense and it's humor this whole time. That's the sixth sense. (laughs) Forget what Bruce Willis is talking about. Thank you, bro. Thank you so much, man. Can you let everybody know where they can uh, find your podcast yeah. and also where to follow you online.
1: Yeah. You know, all my handles on social media are awaken with JP. So feel free to connect with me there. And my podcast is awaken with JP Sears show. Uh, and of course you can check out my website, which sort of houses everything all in one umbrella. It's awakenwithjp.com.
0: with Awesome, man. Again, I, I do not say this lightly. You are a true, superhero right now you're a superhero that we need you're like the Avengers defenders uh whatever uh, the 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 what's the other one x-force if you saw Deadpool <laughs> 2 by the way they all died very quickly um but you're just a true voice of of importance and and passion and dynamic thinking because I think that if anything this is one of the things that we are lacking is just the ability to think outside of our circumstances Mm. and to see from different perspectives. And thank you for encouraging that in all of us. Oh man.
1: Well, thank you for seeing that, Sean. I appreciate being on the show, man. It's great to be your friend.
0: Awesome, man. I feel the same way. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. And this is truly a time for us to see things through multiple perspectives and even to see things through the lens of comedy and also to see things through the lens of togetherness. And JP said something really profound about our separatism being sort of cancerous. And this is an analogy that I've really been thinking a lot about recently. And I've even mentioned here on the show before, is that if we actually look at this from a meta perspective, we are truly, just as we have cells within our bodies, we have trillions of cells, we have uh, b- bacteria cells. We have uh, vi- virus cells. We have uh, micro environment within our bodies. You know, so we got fungi. You know, colonies that live within our within our bodies. We have all these different cells that make up who we are. We're this kind of compilation of all these different cellular uh, organisms coming together to create us. And as the same, we are like cells of the body of the earth. The earth is a living organism the things that everything about us when you look at me when i look at you i see what your body has absorbed from this earth the minerals the proteins you know the amino acids that make you up the thing that you see when you look in in the mirror all of that came from the earth it is so profound to kind of imbibe and understand that and how powerful that is and we are like cells within this earthly organism and I've been thinking about the disarray and when cells begin to fight each other, and those being instances of cancers ma- manifesting, like the analogy that JP gave. And cancer is a part of life. We all create and have cancer cells that develop every day, but whether or not they take hold and whether or not the immune system will kind of get those cells back in order and keep our organ- organism safe really depends on the state of the environment, the conditions in which we're all operating, and the condition in which the cells of this earthly body are all fighting against each other, that's not going to lead to health. It's not going to lead to us uh, solving our biggest problems. It's gonna be us working together and understanding that we are truly team human. At the end of the day, there's one race, it's the human race, and we have such a responsibility of being a, a steward of life here on this planet because we have the capacity to end life here on this planet. Unfortunately, this is where we've evolved to as a species. But at the same time, we have the capacity to save and to protect and to continue to evolve as humans. And right now is not a time to lose our humanity. It's being able to listen, to learn, to understand from multiple perspectives and standing up against censorship of other people's perspectives and other people's voices, we don't have to agree. we don't have to agree with everybody. we don't have to agree with each other, but it's having a some semblance of respect and the ability to listen, the ability to see all sides of things and not just one side. when you're one-sided, you're like like a stick figure, maybe, you know like that's how or like those birds, you know when you first draw the birds. Like that guy who did the painting, what was that guy's name that did all the, I'm gonna draw some happy birds. Bob, Bob Ross, Ross. shout out to Bob Ross. And by the way, his son was about that life as well. He'd jump in there sometimes and, you know, substitute paint, draw happy birds. But we're doing that one dimensional, one-sided thing when a true bird is like dynamic, multi-dimensional figure and all of these other different capacities, because it's not just something on a paper, it's something that can fly, unless of course it's an ostrich. But ostriches are really fast, okay? They've got their own gifts. But anyways, this isn't about birds. This is about us all working together as team human right now when we need it most and standing up for team human. And again, I thank you so much and listen, I want you to know that JP came into the space. He's impacted the lives of millions and millions and millions of people. And he found, he tapped into a different realm of his gift. JP came into the space, and him and I were just talking about this really working to help people with their physical health, their mental health, their, their spiritual well being, and working as a health coach and learning from the best and becoming just world-class at that. And that's where he really had devoted his time. And he saw this unique lane where he can use his gifts and talents to reach even more people. And I want you to understand something. He didn't come into the health space looking to be a quote, run of the mill health coach. He knew that true change happens by working with the whole person, not just talking about health information, which we need to have the best education and health, and you please, you've gotta know at this point, I went to a traditional university, all right? I studied biology, I studied nutritional science. I learned less than .001% of what I know today from my conventional university courses, all right? Again, it's like looking at who's even funding this? What does the science actually say about those practices? And the reality is that the right education is available to us, but the conventional structures, even though they're changing, change tends to take a long time within the structures of a university setting. So if you want to be world-class at this, you need to learn from the best. So that's premise number one. Number two, today more than ever, we have to be able to manage ourselves within the construct of an ever-changing economy. So it's not just, if your passion is health and wellness, it's not just being able to share uh, the education and to help clients and patients like that. It's also being able to manage yourself and to make a living doing something that you love. How do you actually create a business and a structure to where you are actually making income so that you can do the gift that so many people need right now? And this is why I'm so passionate about this moment and this movement, because we need more people doing this work more than ever. It's one of the fastest growing fields is health coaching and getting number one, learning from the best, but also learning how to create a robust, healthy income, either full-time doing this work with working within the health and wellness profession or even being a sidepreneur because nothing is certain today if you're working for somebody else. Things can change so quickly and this is one of the things we've seen. So I'm so passionate about this and I wanna make sure that you know this, Coming up in just a few days, we're doing a free class, a free webinar that you can join and learn about how to actually create a thriving business within the health and wellness space. And go to themodelhealthshow.com forward slash coach 2020. That's themodelhealthshow.com forward slash coach and then the number 2020. And get yourself signed up if you haven't done so already and join us, we're gonna be dropping some major jewels I want to make sure that people—a big part of our success—it's not just physical health, but our financial well-being has a major impact on our physical well-being as well, on our mental and emotional well-being. And so many people have experienced massive strain, and we have to do something about it. And I—I'm I, standing for this in this moment right now, and I hope that you'll join me because this is a huge opportunity for us to rise above all of the chaos that's happening and to create a better way for us as a human species. So again, themodelhealthshow.com forward slash coach 2020 to hang out with us is coming up in just a few days. And again, I hope you got a lot of value out of this episode and we've got some epic, I'm talking about epic episodes coming your way very, very soon. We're just going to keep the foot on the gas pedal and we're just going to keep the puffy's coming to mind right now can't stop don't stop all right. we ain't going nowhere you gotta we're gonna play a little bit of that for you be ready all right because the best is still to come i appreciate you so much for hanging out with me today take care have an amazing day and i'll talk with you soon